And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast, where my man has forgotten to comb his hair because it's all looking like the rocks at Vasquez Rocks in California. This is how I comb it these days, man. What are you talking about? This is all I do. Dude, that's that's a finger wave thing, man. What is that? John, I haven't used a comb or a brush in maybe 20 years. (laughs) Swear to God. Haven't used a comb or a brush. No, come on. This is all I do. Brush when you do it hard on your head feels great. John, I don't touch them. Really? No, that's the problem. No, what do you mean that's the problem? (laughs) What do you mean that's John? You don't touch any of those things. Your hair stays the same when you wake up. I see. They just kind of stick the same. It's the same thing. Sixty years, it's been there like that. It's, it's not changing, thing. dude. Yeah, it's not changing. <laughs> See, for me, like I, I let it just do whatever it wants to do, and yeah, I just kind of temper it the way. It, if it's going that way, I let it go that temper way. Temper it. Yeah. That's a nice word. You're tempering yeah, it. Yeah, I nice. just let it go the way it wants to go. You're so educated. It, now. Look, we're a little late today, but let's uh, let's not forget because why we're late. Let's go ahead and give this an honorable let's, mention. Let's <laughs> give it because we were ready to go. It was two o'clock in the morning yep. and I was ready and I was on this and you, my man, we were sitting here talking yep. and then we started saying, what happened to Dave? Where's Dave? And then, and then we started calling Dave and there was no, no answer. answer and it was like, damn, I hope Dave is okay. What, yeah. you, do you think Dave fell asleep? No. No, Dave doesn't fall asleep. asleep. No, not Dave. So Dave's not a fall asleep in the morning guy. where yeah. he's at. It's no big deal. Yeah. Dave's not a fall Dave. asleep kind of guy. Dave. Dave, what happened? What happened, baby? Well, that's why you got a new producer called Henry here today. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Fuck it. Henry came in from Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> we picked it's him up. Got, he mows lawns. He edges the he edges the, the, the weeds. He does it all, man. Henry's a fucking multitasker around the house. Well, Do some electrical least, work. Least Henry, some plumbing. At least Henry doesn't fall asleep on the job. Oh man. But you know what? Dave brought up a good point. You can't. I said, bro, you were fucking late. He's like, I wasn't late. I just never showed up. I was like, you're right. You can't be late if you never show up. Oh, Hold on. No, Dave, Dave, be honest. Yeah. What time did you finally wake up and realize, oh, shit? Not long after you guys got off because yeah. I, jo- I saw the MS calls and all, and I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> and that's like the... Normally, I don't feel bad when like when like our our you know when things don't line up with us because we're always all over the place all through yeah. this. But the last night, man, I felt like absolute shit because of that man. <laughs> I felt horrible. I think he was relieved when he texted me. He's like, "Hey, man, I just I, I was like, I said, don't worry, man. We we get it. I got to be honest. We weren't bad. It, yeah, it was. We were talking. We were laugh. laughing. We were laughing about yeah. it. We were more concerned that wondering if you were okay or not. Yeah, I was just concerned that you were not at a bar, fucking nuts. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No. Yeah. Put I was. Uh, well, I, I was I, throwing kids in the pool for about four hours, and then uh, <laughs> and I was I must have just been exhausted. No. And I was like, I have a sofa in my studio here, so I was like laying on the I was laying on the sofa. And well, watching what are you the doing? I was like, what are you doing? Show what? us the sofa. Come on, come on, oh, Aaron. Okay, show okay. everyone the sofa. <laughs> All right, let's Don't see, be let's shy. See. There's Dave. Let's go on. Let's go on Show sofa us the sofa. Oh, oh, the sofa's oh, oh, like. There it is. Oh, he's so <laughs> comfortable. Yeah. 
I'm just going to lay down here for a minute. I won't fall asleep. You you know, Uh, that sofa looks like something you'd see in Hollywood where they fucking sexually assault the people that are interviewing (laughs) the casting couch. couch. (laughs) That's a Harvey Weinstein casting couch right there. That's what it is. I mean, Tanya's the one to pick that. She's like, can't oh, find this. That's, that's how you ended up with two babies. She fucking had you lay down on the <laughs> yeah, casting couch. On the casting yeah. couch. Yeah. Two babies oh. fucking later. Here two we babies go. conceived right there on that couch. <laughs> Get it, my uh, man. Get it. Uh, oh yeah. shit. No, we it we was, were just more worried that you were all right. And then once you te- me, sent me a text, I was like, oh, nah, you're cool, man. I'm surprised you couldn't hear me snoring in Dallas up there. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest, man, John. It's fucking painful to watch these fights so late. I mean, oh. I'm already an early riser, right? And like, I'm telling you, the it's East Coast painful. gets hammered. It is so hard to watch these things. <laughs> and now like, you know, see? Now you know. Especially last night, when we're t- t- with the U. Like it, the sh- the fights, the fights were not good last night. I mean, there was a couple standout until fights. The end. Yeah, until well, the end. But was, no, there was a it couple because it was. I mean, there was a couple. There was decision, 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 decision. <sighs> decision it was like oh come on well someone finish here the worst part was like i'm gonna give an example real quick is the ian gary fight yeah bro you could have got him out of there you were torturing me watching you just go I think, through no, the but motions see, I think, but see I, and i think hold on you know but you get in and we'll get into that fight but i do think he wanted to try to torture his opponent, yeah, I just I'm, save it I, for the kind of the way all, I, it all, me. I know, but all What's you, that? Sh- I, I get it. Save it for the fight. Save it for the fight. Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: it really just kind of made me feel like you couldn't finish him. That's what it made me feel like. We'll talk about it. Let's let's look. Yeah. look. But uh, before we start off on any of the the fight card stuff, but let's go ahead and get right into it. Max Holloway put out something. Go ahead, Dave. Why don't you read it real quick, and then uh, John and I yeah, will give so, our reactions on this. I'm sure the whole world knows at this point about the fires in Hawaii, really sad, <clears throat> in uh, Maui, which oh, you know, it's horrible. been there, um, one of the most gorgeous places ever. Um, Max Holloway comes out and he um, made a comment about it. Everything that's going on in Lahaina now is heartbreaking. Uh, you hear the stories, you hear everything. I don't know if you've been following the news in any way, but here, the state, the government, at so many levels, I'm straight up going to say it, they failed the people of Lahaina and it's kind of heartbreaking. When it felt like they were lollygagging too after everything happened, the people, the Hawaiian people, the locals there, they're the ones that stood up, that took the responsibility, that are helping and are still helping as we speak. It's super heartbreaking. <clears throat> All right. So on my side, I don't know about you on your side, John, but I've got a lot of friends that right. are from Hawaii. From you know, I got from, a lot of friends that are from <clears throat> Lahaina. Yeah. So yeah. they run Jiu-Jitsu got it. Yeah, it's ugly. It's not only ugly, just the way that they handled it all. The fires broke out, and what did they do? They sent the kids home there during, from incom- school. Th- there was incompetence that led to people being in situations that they never should have. I don't care about the property. Look, I- I'm being honest. I, I mean, if it- if it's my property, yeah, I care. But you know, you can property is property, and human life is something else. And you know, I think right now, Josh, they have somewhere right around a hundred verified deaths and when you're talking about verified deaths you're talking because they have identified those people this is going to get way up there this is going to be in the high hundreds up to a thousand people this is way above what people are understanding right now from what i've been told from people that live there it's unbelievable And, and part of it is you know they're having a hard time moving things because they have people that have been burnt 
and they're they want to identify him they don't want to you know uh disturb the body uh, make a make a mistake and disrupt something where they can't identify mm-hmm. him it's a horrible position to be in but you know when you say i i don't know you know it's if you're unlucky enough to be in big fires i've been in big fires i i've told everyone throughout my life dude I'll, I'll i'll swim in the ocean with sharks which i do i'll do all those things i don't fuck with fire hmm. i can't hurt fire and man i'll tell you what if you've ever been in a big fire which i have it is the scariest goddamn thing because it's you are burning when you're there. It's so hot, the air, you can't breathe. It's unbelievable, and it's unbelievable how fast a fire moves. Mm-hmm. So I feel so bad for the people there in Lahaina and, and the fact that, I mean, they, they stop. You know, people have been trying to reach out and, and donate things and do things, and they're stopping that. Yeah. It's like, what the frick? Help these people. That's when the the locals took it in the, upon themselves to start doing things on themselves by bringing the boats in through a different channel to get the yep. the materials to the people that need it. So what I've read so far is that FEMA is out of money. This is the, okay. Look, without getting too political, no. you guys. What did they just give to fucking Ukraine? Thank you. I Why? have fucking I have American citizens who have been freaking just destroyed. And you're giving things across the world. Yeah. Way to go. Sorry. This is the one of the most upsetting things. Look, I, like I said, I'm not trying to get political. I'm simply saying we're sending billions to another country. We have Americans, Hawaiians, people that need our help. And they're stopping even locals from bringing in product, bringing in food, bringing in water. They're having to do it through a different channel. Why? I don't understand this at all. No I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. And no the sheriff, the um, the, uh, the chief the, of police, the, yeah, chief of police. Though they're not even allowed, they're not they're not allowing any media to come in and ask questions. They're not answering questions. They're not doing anything that will give people any type of um, confirmation of what the hell is going on. And so that's the saddest part to me. Is then I mean, like I said, without getting political, the the administration has went reached out and said, yeah, we'll give every family seven hundred dollars per person. What did we just send to fucking Ukraine? We sent over a hundred billion dollars. What are we doing? What are we fucking doing as a country? This drives me absolutely insane. We don't take care of our own. I feel for Max. I feel for every person that has been involved in this. Every person that lost somebody. Every American that is on that island right now. My heart's broken for you guys. I wish there was some other way we could help. I wish we could do more for you guys. And I, from what I understand, like they're not even taking in shipments anymore. They're not allowing outside stuff to come in. I have no idea why. What would be the reasoning behind that? Please, someone in the Control. comments, explain Control. to me. Maybe you've got some some other reason why we're not allowed Control. to get blankets, clothes. I mean, all these things. I've donated. I've donated a ton of like clothes that I had, like old fight shirts. Not they, they're still brand new in the packages, but just stockpiles of stuff. That I had, I, just, I donated it all. It's supposed to be going out there to Maui, but they're saying that they don't even know if it's gotten there because they can't get it to anybody there to deliver it to people. Yeah. Um, my heart breaks for all of them. Uh, like I said, I've got a lot of friends that uh, live there that live that are on Maui, that are on Oahu, on and the Big Island, all those things. They said, look, it's just it's one of the most corrupt areas right now in terms of politics, and it's sad. It's sad to see. I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, but you can see that 
that no <laughs> these Go ahead, real these realtors these corporate people they're not going to let a catastrophe go to waste they're reaching oh, out to families trying money. to buy their properties they're trying to do whatever they can to make money these yep. these people haven't even mourned yet over the fact that like, some of their family has lost it's really sad it's really it's sad only, that this is what it's come to and this part of what you know their entire families have been destroyed mm -hmm. and it's you have they, i think they've had i want to say 11 suicides now of people who have lost their families have now taken their lives because yeah. of it. It's a serious problem, and they need to do something to John. Try to help the people. Do you you know what I want to get back to? Is is horrible as horrible as September 11th was. September 12th was fucking amazing. Yeah. You never saw this country in my in my lifetime. I no. never saw this country united more so than that day. And I don't. That's we need to get back to that. I don't care what it takes. I don't, I, like I said, I'm not trying to get too political. I don't want to get into all this Democrat Republican bullshit. I want to just go right to the fact that like, if we stick together, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, doesn't matter. All nationalities. If we stick together, there's no one that can beat us. We can be strong enough to do anything. Helping Maui is the, one of the easiest things that we can do. That it just doesn't make any sense. I can't understand why we can't unify to help them and get get more resources to them as soon as possible and making sure that they're not put out for too long. I mean, I've seen videos of them, you know, trying to flee the fire in the ocean. Oh yeah. And it's it's sad. It's it really is sad. Horrible. My heart goes out to them and I hope that <clears throat> hopefully we get them more than $700 here pretty damn soon. That's what I fucking hope. All right, look, um like I said, let's move on. I don't want <clears throat> to I I can I can talk about this shit all night, but I don't want to. Um I want to Let's move on. Let's go right into. Let's talk, uh, let's talk about something. That yeah, let's talk about some good. fights. We're gonna get into some fights. You want to talk? Let's talk UFC first. Then we'll go to PFL. Absolutely. Let's go right to the UFC. <clears throat> well, you, we have the the bantamweight. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. You want to talk about the main event first, or absolutely. Let's talk about the main event. Let's go. Let's Have go. To. You know, there, I, I want to say there's a, there was a lot of good things here, and it was funny because we were texting just as the fight started, and you told me, John, I got a feeling Sean O'Malley's gonna get done tonight. Yeah. Right, and I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to see that happen, but I'm not too sure it's going to happen. Right? Well, you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> and it's, hey, it is part of you know what you know occurs in fighting, and you see hey, things Mike. at times. Mike, hey, Mike. Damn, how's that better? <laughs> I'm always slapping things. So, anyways, it's a matter of gone. Do it again. Do it again. Jeez, what the hell Jeez. is that? How's that better? No. No. Nope. Gonna have to get you. We have to get you. I'm hitting thing. something. There we go. There, there you go. It is. Sean O'Malley when he walked into that cage, he, he did look nervous. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was funny because Dan Cormier picked it up too, and I was like, he looks nervous. And I, I was talking with another guy, you know, the judges fights in the end. Uh, mm -hmm. He said he goes, he looks nervous. And I said, yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, big moment. I mean, you know, and this is pressure and you get it's all about how you handle the pressure and then uh aljamain sterling you know came out looked like he was pretty relaxed but it was and i said it to you in the first thing i, I probably would have given you know aljamain the first round just based upon that last little bit because it was very close it was leg kicks compared to you know every now and then you know a, a nice jab or something by o'malley but 
it was the the movement and the footwork of Sean O'Malley. And I, I told you, I said, dude, his footwork is beautiful right mm-hmm. now. His lateral movement and the way he's controlling that distance is giving Al Jermaine problems. And that was what led to the finish. Because if you look at it, he got Al Jermaine to overextend. Al Jermaine overextends trying to land a left hand. And he goes right over the top. Once he's extended out, he's stuck there. There's nowhere for him to go. And it was a beautiful right hand over the top. That and Aljamain saw it coming. You know that was one of those ones when you know you know you see it and you go, oh, that's this is gonna hurt. Yeah. And you know, and it puts you down. And he went after him. And I've heard all kinds of things about you know it was an early stop, which I don't believe it was. He actually went out at one point and got brought back in. Yeah, yeah you can watch it. Yeah, he, uh, he he came back in, but he did get put out. He comes back in. He's fighting. But it was a matter of it all got to the point where when he rolled, it looked like he was starting to cover up, and that's when the stoppage came. But it wasn't going to change. He was going to take more abuse. And it. it's it's one of those you look and you go, you never know. This is why you fight the fight. Because yeah. I really, the way that Aljamain was able to come into other guys that are good strikers into range and get his hands on people and do good work, was not there. He was struggling against the distance and control of Sean O'Malley. And, and I don't blame him. Look, that's not an easy thing to deal with. And sometimes it's, you don't know how bad it's going to be until it's there. And then he was struggling with it. But, man, I, I tell you what, I, I want to give Al Jermaine a ton of credit because like he handled that loss. He, he handled it like the champ that he is. He said the right things. You know, I <laughs> like that. He actually said in the cage something about, well, you know, are you going to move to 45? And he goes, Sean O'Malley can do that. I think Alexander Volkanovsky can do it too. So I'm going to have to rethink some things. But look, he's fought beautifully in the last couple of years. It's a loss. If it's the, you know, if it's the loss of the title, then, you know, I'm sure that bothers him. But man, he handled it like a champ. And, uh, he was a good champ while it, while he was holding the belt. He fought the best guys there. So that's the thing about being champ, man. You're always going to fight the next guy up that is, man, they're, they're looking for it. And it's not easy to continue that run. I got a long ways to go. Let's go all the way back to the Peter Yan fight. What did I say during that fight? After the, after, even though he got the win, it's very controversial. Sean O'Malley gets the win over Peter Yan. And I say to myself, I don't think that he won, but. But he, he was super impressed me. with his I performance. I was super impressed with his performance because yeah. he had fought pretty much nobody up until then. I mean, he fought Chito yeah. Vera, but Chito wasn't where he was ranked at now when he fought him. So it was like kind of like they were both kind of in that little area of like, hey, we break well, in. He lost to Chito. I know. What I'm saying, though, is that when he Chito was the toughest guy he fought, but Chito wasn't ranked where he is now. Chito started making gains after that, where Sean, he made gains also. But he was also, for Sean, it was more of a business decision on who he fought at those times. Totally. He made sure that he tried to get the easiest fights he could for the amount of money he was making. Brilliant. I but mean, we talked about that and said, yeah. hey, he's being smart. Yeah. I mean, he handled, look, he has handled his career phenomenally right now. I mean, everything I've seen him do right now, he's, he's at the top of the food chain right now. He's done it all very, very well. And who's to sit back and go, man, who am I to tell him how to do anything? This kid's doing it all. He's doing it all right. Um, I look at where he came from after the Peter Yan fight. I don't know what it was, but I also know that I've been there before. It was a little bit of a switch where you're like, wow, I can really compete with these guys. I can beat these guys. 
It's that switch, that confidence is key kind of situation we've always talked about. That switch to me after that fight, he realized, even though he's, he got lucky. I wouldn't say he got lucky. He skated by on that, on that decision. He got the no, win. It was a close fight. It was a close fight. It was fight. a close fight. He got the win. So good for he him. He got the win. But this lets you know that there's that little bit of, of him getting that win, understanding like I can stop this guy's takedown. Sure, I got taken down. I was able to get back up several times. I was able to strike with him. I was able to hurt him. I was able to do all these things. This guy was putting it on Aljo the first fight. He's like, yeah. And then he came, you know, Aljo came back in the second fight and had a, had great, great success. Yes. Against him. But it was a, you know, it was a good fight, the second fight, but Aljo was able to nodge out and get the win. That confidence that he has shown since then, he's at another level now. He understands how good he is. And what I saw also was right from the beginning, I saw the, the hesitation of Aljamain Sterling because of the speed and the reach of Sean O'Malley. And since we have started this podcast, Distance what did control. I say about body types? This tall, long, and lanky body type is perfect for this sport. Anderson Silva, John Jones, Luke Rockhold, Sean O'Malley, guys that are built like this for their weight classes and tall, long, and lanky. Corey Sanhagen, they're, they're problems. They're problems. Israel, Israel Adesanya, they're problems. Uh, Alex Bahia, they're problems for people. They are problems because of the reach, the speed, and most of the time, they got power, as we saw last night. This little 135-pounder, he got some crack, you know? And so when when you're a wrestler trying to get in and close that distance, the hesitation on the feet, you could see that Aljo was very uncomfortable right off the bat of the yeah. speed of Sean O'Malley, the accuracy of his push kick, the accuracy of his jab, the quick one-two combinations and getting out and circling, never letting his feet settle in front of him. He fought a beautiful fight. Now... He said, oh, I, I kind of hurt my rib a little bit, whatever it was, you know, and he, he was, able, he didn't grapple for six weeks. Yeah. But let me just be honest with you. That might've been a good thing because yeah. as I'm starting to think about this, right, is we spent half our camp trying to get better at the things that will help stop the person we're fighting instead of getting better at the things that we do. And so I'm like thinking to myself, this guy spent more time using his footwork. He spent more time, Which you know, he looked. Yeah, exactly. Sticking and moving, stepping off, doing different combinations off of that movement, learning how to, yeah, his feints, feints in, feint out, close the distance. He landed that shot so beautifully. He was just right, right outside of range. I mean, I got to be honest. He did it better when he did it better than Connor did against Jose Aldo. Connor got hit against Jose Aldo. (laughs) This guy, he slipped right out of position, probably about an inch, inch and a half, then came right back in with a beautiful right hand. Sat him to his face. Beautifully done by Sean O'Malley. Everything that he has done, it's, it's led him to where he is right now. He's the champ. He is the champ. There's a new, there's a new boss in town, as Michael Jordan used to say when he'd walk in to, you know, tr- to, to training with Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and those guys. Oh, there's a new boss in town. There's a new boss in town. He's, he's the guy right now. Um, everything he did last night and his marketability, all of those things. Now, John, he called out Cheeto. I get the Cheeto situation. Cheeto deserves it. But where do you put Marab? And, There's a and, number of and, deserve it. Yeah. But where do you Corey. put Corey Sanhagen? Corey exactly. Sanhagen's beat Cheeto. Just like, beat Cheeto. You've got two guys. Two guys that and are just beat Rob Font. I got two guys. I got two guys. And, I got, now you, and you have Henry Cejudo yeah. in there trying trying to get a shot, saying you're not even the best person in, yeah. the, in the state you live in. <laughs> Look. <laughs> like, it, if 
If I'm Sean O'Malley, though, the, I mean, I kind of believe the guy you want to fight is maybe Henry because he's he's smaller. He's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler. But though. so is Aljo. The speed and the reach is going to give Henry some problems. I mean, maybe that's the guy you want to fight. Plus, I also think the marketability of Henry Cejudo. I, th- I think I think him, a t- Olympic gold medalist, two t- two division champion. Like I would take Henry with the big money fight over Marab and over Chito. Now I understand oh. the other the, with the Chito thing. He wants that back, but I'm thinking Henry. But apparently he's not. I don't know. I don't know what his thinking the, is. Look at the one guy. If I was if I was in Sean's camp, which obviously I'm not, but the one guy that I would say we're going to put him off down the road is Corey. Yes. Corey matches up very well with him. Matches up in the stand-up. Matches up on the ground. He matches up pretty well. I say, you say put it off, but I say, fuck, I want that fight next. That's Ooh. the fight I want to see next because the two God, of them the whole, in the stand You want to see next. Yeah, I know. You want to see if next. If I'm a coach, I'm saying, let's, let's, let's go ahead and avoid, avoid him for a second. There you go. That's what I yeah. said. If, I, if I'm yeah. in, you know. O'Malley's, you know, camp, I'm like, no, nah, I don't need that fight right now. Can, can I throw this in there a little bit, though? Yeah. Marab has been waiting patiently. Yeah. But when you say patiently, he's been waiting there saying, I don't want to fight for the title because okay. he's my friend. Yeah, I get that's it. That's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. Alger just got finished. Marab should be number next in line. And Marab just stole, he stole Sean O'Malley's jacket. The last fight. <laughs> There's a little bit of marketability there. Um, but you have that fight. Now, I want to know. Will Aljamain certainly be as patient as Marab was waiting for the title if Marab wins the title? Is he going to wait around? Is he going to be like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just let my guy do his thing while I fight all the number one contenders? I think This so. is where you're going to run no, into. I think so. I, like, if, if, like, Aljamain has got his thing. You know, he's, he's mad at you and me. That's fine. Yeah. But he's a quality person. He really is. You, you look at him. I don't know him. And you go, hey, he's got his shit together. Yeah, he's going to come at people that, you know, he thinks are, you know, in some way dissing him or not agreeing with what he did or something like that. But everything that I see, he has stayed mostly, you know, with the same training partners, the same camp overall. He's gone different places, you know, to test the waters and see different things, which every guy should. But he's loyal. And I think he's very loyal to Marab. And I think he would do the same thing that Marab. If Marab ended up being champion, I honestly think that Aljo would do it the same way. All right. Well, I mean, we're going to find out, I think. <laughs> yeah, we will. So. Because if I'm the UFC. So, Aljo, don't prove me wrong. <laughs> if I'm the UFC, though, I'm thinking Marab's up next. So then that automatically probably puts that but probably the, puts Aljo going if, to 145. But if you're the UFC, is that the fight that's going to be? Look, you can look at it right now. Hold on. Hold on. Just tell me this. You saw that crowd, and no matter what, there's always you know good fighters that don't have that X factor. Sean O'Malley's got it. He's got it. People love that guy. They love the attitude. They love the way he fights. They love the way he presents himself, even outside of fighting. And so the UFC doesn't get these kinds of guys so often. They have it with Israel Adesanya. Israel is a big seller. They had it with McGregor. We just, you know, things have happened and, you know, injuries and then USADA and so he hasn't fought in a long time. They have it now with Sean O'Malley. And with Sean O'Malley, 
you're looking and you're going, what's the biggest fight that I can make? Is it Marab or is it against the guy that we have footage of beating Sean O'Malley and we can get Sean O'Malley possibly getting revenge on him? What's going what's gonna to be your bigger seller? I honestly think the Henry Cejudo is a bigger seller. <laughs> it, it might be. He might be. And look at it. The one thing about Henry, Henry can sell a fight. Mm-hmm. Henry will talk his ass off. You know, he already look, he already started saying, look, you're the second best fighter in the state you live in. You know, it's in the Bantamweight division. <laughs> there you go. Nice line. Yeah. Nice line. You know? I'm not not too sure it's the truth, but nice line. I mean, it's hard to give Henry the title shot though coming off of a loss. That's you know, it. and Marab's right there. So Marab, Corey Sanhagen. And Corey Sanhagen. Yep. So so you could put Marab and, and Corey Sanhagen together and Cheeto and O'Malley together. No, I think what you would do is you would put you would put Marab and Henry Cejudo like it was supposed to be. Two wrestlers gonna have to get after each other. That's the okay. fight I want to see. And then you put Sean O'Malley either against Corey Sanhagen or Cheeto. And yeah. I think if marketability wise, you're probably gonna put him against Cheeto because he's already got the win over him. Yep. But for me as an as a total f- fight nerd nerd i want to see the Corey sanhagen fight because Corey sanhagen is That's a the fucking one sniper so well yeah. he's a sniper they're both, they're both snipers. they are but Corey's. Look, i o- look at Corey's. being o'malley the showed there, there's certain times and the, the, you can watch fights and this is you know the the way it was when connor fought eddie alvarez look eddie alvarez is a freaking dog mm. he's a great fighter he is and man he has come he's he's shown so much heart in so many fights but in that fight when he lost his lightweight title to connor he was just outmatched at everything he just couldn't do anything right he just didn't fight smart though he didn't fight smart at all he didn't he didn't but nothing worked it's just you know it was all everything connor did made it look easy you know and he would sit there and he would he would get eddie to you know swing at him he would just take a step back Get just a minute, and boop, here comes a shot. You go, man, range control, distance control, and that counter ability, landing the big shot. The only difference was one did it with a left hand while Sean O'Malley was doing it with the right hand because that was the same thing that you were seeing against Aljo for only, you know, a round and a half, if that. But he was just, he was so in control of the range. And his footwork was so good, and the feints that he was doing were just, they had Aljo guessing. And you don't want to be guessing when yeah. you're out there fighting. No, I get it. I get it. I understand what you're talking about. Like, so let's, like, so if we're talking about what's next, does Aljo get the automatic rematch? Yes or no? I don't think so. I don't think so no, either. I'm being honest. I don't think, especially off of what happened in that <clears throat> fight and the way it happened. You know, the first round was, you know, I'll give it to Aljo. It, would you? No, but it's, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's because of that last little bit, because really nothing happened. But when you were looking at it, it's the, it was a smart round for O'Malley. I'll give up that round to get my reads, to get my distance, to understand exactly what is happening, and to put just a little bit of doubt in Aljo's mind about, uh oh, this is not quite the same that I was doing, mm. seeing in practice and all these things. So, you know, yeah, you may have lost the round and, you know, the judges as far as, oh, because it was so close, you know, and it was a close round. This is, you know, this is why you need a 10 point, you know, nine, five. Mm-hmm. 
10 and then to 9.5 because that no one deserves a full point on that one. But I look at that and I go, that was so close, not a whole lot of action. And then the, the whole part of the footwork and the setup and then knocking him out, you know, that's, you got to get, you got to give it, that's not what you're going to give an automatic rematch to. It's got to be more than that, well, in my opinion. But I have a question, though. We often talk on here about, hey, this guy deserves an automatic rematch because because <clears throat> of what he's done in the division. He's been champion but for this long. that division has too Wait, many whoa, killers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Too whoa. many killers. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. Okay. okay. I, I apologize. Is it we talk about that because it's based on the fact that, like, all the talk up to this, he's the best Bantamweight that has ever existed. No, who said that? Do you not hear the whole? Oh, I hear the 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 marketing. Well, you, you and I had a conversation he, last show about he might he he was potentially he was, better he was, than Dom. He was, better, he was getting better, up there with Dom. Better than he's not up there with Dom as much okay, as I, I like Aljo, and I said that. <clears throat> but so the the conversation though the UFC and the DCs and everybody else was that were basically saying that he is considered to be probably up there with the top guy being the number one bantamweight of all time. No, I love, I like Aljo. I know he doesn't like me, but I like Aljo. I think he's phenomenal. You can't go through the, the, the division, the way that he went through it. And and he made a lot of it look easy. And in this division, it's the most dominant division in the sport. He has been phenomenal. But I don't. I still don't think he's better than Dom. I don't think. I mean, Dom now obviously is older, and we're comparing like. Well, yeah, you timers. can't compare him now with Dom now. But when, when Dom was in his prime, and Aljo's in his prime, I'm probably still going to say I Dom was the guy that I would have gone with. But I could have been wrong. Well, Dom being away for so long and still coming back and being able to beat T, guys like TJ. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Um, and then TJ, like I put TJ maybe in him, probably in the same category. You know, I might even put Aljo a little bit ahead of TJ given the the positive tests. <clears throat> Those are things that I look at. Like, and I'm, I'm sorry, I've done that for, for every champion that has tested okay. positive. I look okay. at it that way. So, <clears throat> and, and Aljo's never tested positive and he deserves all the respect in the world for not testing positive. And so if I'm going to put someone ahead of somebody, I'm going to probably put Aljo ahead of everyone else except for probably Dom. You know? Okay. Um... I mean, so where, where does Aljo go from here? Or yeah, where does Aljo go from here, and where does Ma- O'Malley go from here? Aljo's got to make a decision on. You know, he was he was definitely looking towards going to one forty five. Do I think he's going to do it now? I don't. No, I don't. I don't think he's going to, and I don't think he should. I think he, you know, the only question is, and only he knows, and his his uh, coaches know how how's his weight cuts, how bad are they? You know, it point. wasn't smart for him to think about going there, anyways, John. I don't well. Look, Volkanovski is a bad decision for anybody. Let's just be honest. Okay, he said, "I'm going to go to 145 so I can take on Volkanovski." Good choice. No, that dude is a monster. Yeah, he is one of the most dominant fighters there is in the sport, and he's just getting better all the time. You know, he's improving. So, no, I, I didn't think that was a, the wise choice, but I understood it. You know. Hey, try, you know, try to make something happen. Try to, you know, you know, go take him on. Okay, take on the monster. But I think Aljo still has a place, and I think he could come back and get that title back. 
He has that skill set. He, he is a dominant grappler when he is on the ground with people. Stand-up wise, you know, again, he's okay. He's obviously you know, not in Sean O'Malley's, you know, league as far as being able to stand and control things, you know, the way that O'Malley is, but it's not bad. And he's always, you know, working and getting better at it, but his ground game is so good he can beat anyone if he if he hits the ground. <clears throat> Look at Sanhagen. Yeah. Who's better who's better in the stand up? Sanhagen or Aljo? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Corey. There's no doubt. Corey. But hits the ground. Look at what happens. No, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I mean, look, I'm looking forward to like, why don't we see this fight? Why don't we see either Henry versus Marab or we see Henry versus Aljo? Because we well, just saw Henry versus Aljo. See it again. Both of them coming off losses. Ah. All right. Well, Henry Henry versus Marab makes sense. Yeah, that's a good. One. It does. I agree with that. One. It does. And that was already scheduled and then it fell through. So let's go ahead and I mean, if you see the Henry versus Marab, and then you have Corey's already lost to to Aljo, maybe you can get it back, try to get there, and you have Cheeto fight. But where does that leave Peter Yawn? Uh, Peter Yawn's on the outside right now. Let's be yeah, honest. he is. Yep, yep. Coming off what three straight losses? Two to Aljo, yeah. one to uh, one to Sean Sean O'Malley. Yeah, three straight losses. He's got one win in between there to Corey Sanhagen. So that puts it right there with it. You go well. That's crazy. Yeah. This guy's so dominant. He lost to Aljo. Then he, oh, he, sorry, he beat, he beat Corey. That's right, he beat Corey. And then yeah, he came back. He beat back. Corey. Then he lost to Aljo, <clears throat> lost to Sean O'Malley, and lost to Marab. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the Marab fight. Yeah, Damn, my short term memory's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we know why. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is such a stacked division. I mean, like, I really can't complain on where they decided to go with it. But I'm going to go back to the Sean O'Malley situation where Sean, the confidence in which he grown, he's grown since fighting Peter Yawn and getting that, you saw that. His whole demeanor, the week of the fight, all the interviews, the questions, all the things, the well, way he presented himself. He handles it well. He handled it so well. John, one person was... Not easy. One person was in Aljo, was talking about going to 145, um, you know, just kind of like this is, you know, this is kind of my, my, my farewell to this division. My song at the yeah, yeah, you know, when I'm done mopping up this kid, I'll let him know who there's levels to this game, that kind of situation. And the other one was very, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna do what I can, I'm gonna knock him out, I'm gonna try. You know, he's gonna be on Sports Center. <laughs> you know, it's. Sean O'Malley, yeah. knockout in the first round, whatever it is. Of, round, yeah. yeah, fucking yeah. poop stain, fucking Aljamain <laughs> Sterling is what he called him. But it was, it was like I, <clears throat> he's got, he's got something, man. He's got the hit factor. But let me, let me, let me wrap this up in a, let me wrap this whole thing up in a perspective of from a promotion standpoint. Yes, I'm having him fight probably Marlon Vera or Henry Cejudo, one yes. of those two guys. I'm Marlon having Vera. him fight. I'm not having him fight Marab. There's I'm a not good chance fight Marab and I'm not having him fight Corey Sanhagen. There's a good chance he loses to Marab. Yep. I I don't know. I, I look at the Corey fight. I think it's a 50-50 fight. Okay, I agree. I but I'm not taking that chance if I'm a promoter. <laughs> That's what I said. It all depends on what you want. You know. Yeah. So with uh, I think look, he when he walked to the cage, he said he was nervous the whole week of the fight. Every video I saw. All I saw was a young man that was focused. 
He seemed laser focused on what his job was. Whereas Aljo was on the other spectrum. I'm going to do this. I'm going to show him there's levels. I'm going to go to 145. I'm going to fight for the title there. His mind was in another direction. And look, after two or three defenses of a title, your mindset is, shit, this is way easier than I thought it would be. And you're having success. Yeah. Whereas Sean O'Malley hasn't had that success yet. His toughest fight was against Peter Yawn. I mean, yeah. you know, Marlon was a tough fight, but I'm saying like in terms of level of competition to get him to that next title shot or whatever it was, get him there. It was, it was Peter Yawn. And if I'm a promotion, I'm thinking a hundred percent, I'm getting him in the Cheeto fight or I'm getting in the, uh, or the, I'm getting in the Henry fight. Those are the two yeah. biggest names in the division that will make me the most amount of money. The only thing that I'm not allowing is what Sean O'Malley was talking about the most in his press conference. He is not fighting Javante Davis. <laughs> yeah, you won't have a oh champion anymore, man. He'll get knocked the fuck out. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah like, I don't get it. Why? Why, why, why are we doing what? this? Jesus. Why is it that MMA guys think that they can go over and fight world-class boxers? No. It's so it, it, it's like it's like the bodybuilders that think they can fight. John, I've said this I don't know how many times. I've sparred with Robert the Ghost Guerrero and, and he, yeah. he got he got he got tooled up by Mayweather. And to think like and and when I spar with Robert, I was his first four rounds every time I spar with him of twelve yeah. rounds of sparring that he yep. did with a fresh guy every four rounds. So he would just he was using me for warm warming up. up. Yes. And by the first second round, I was putting it on him, I was tattooing him up. By third and fourth round, I'm lucky I had to get knocked the you fuck out. You didn't even out. know what a tattoo was. Bro, he <laughs> fucked me up. It was embarrassing. Like, I remember on one day, he hit me with a clean shot. He stepped out to the fucking side, hit the corner. I turned right into a straight left and bop. I was like, ugh. My legs went all stanky on me. I was doing the fucking Zab Judah fucking on ice skates. <laughs> it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. But he was so nice. He's like, you all right, man? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. Let's go. And he's like, bro, you all right? This guy fought at 126 pounds. He fucking put me on stanky leg. I've been hit by Koscheck. I've been hit by Fitch. I've been hit by Paul Bonatello, Mike Kyle, fucking all these guys. Luke yeah. Rockhold. Shit. That dude fucked and he rung my bell. He fucked me up with one little quick shot. Is, look at you got guys that Jeez. are what they do is yeah. work those two hands, two tools. That's all they do. Yeah. And you think, oh, you're gonna sit there and just walk in and, and be able to fight with them. No, stop. John, I was straight out of Chris Tucker. Which way which one of y'all motherfuckers hit me? It was <laughs> I threw a combination. <laughs> Who and, on the outside hit me? I, I was like, I, I was like, where'd he go? I, like in the movie fucking, uh, Top Gun. Where did who go? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around. Boom, boom. I was like, oh shit. He, he had to stop for a second. He goes, are you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, my legs went straight. I couldn't get my balance. I was like, shit. So like, are you good? You're going, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, you good. better get up off the ground. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't on the ground, but shit, it was, man, it was brutal. He hit me with a clean uh, fucking shot. Bam. Uh, but overall, I think um, Aljo's going to have to, they're not going to give him not. First off, from a promotion standpoint, Aljo is, you can see what they, the, you can see that, the, I wouldn't say they're not happy with him. He just wasn't the ticket seller that they wanted to be champion. You have that conversation about fighters. You see it all the time. 
some of those fighters just don't lose and they keep winning and it pisses the UFC off because they can't market this guy, can't sell this guy. The public does not, they're just not interested in him. <clears throat> Aljo seems like a very good guy, John. You, you know him more than I do. Um, I, and look, if he, I know, he's, I don't know him great, you know, but, but he's, fr- but he's, he's, guy. he's friends with Frankie. He's friends with all those guys over in the, uh, that's Long the Island problem. Area. See, he's friends with all those guys. He's they're great. Fuck. Sarah. They're great guys. Oh my god. I they're, love they're Matt. They're so Sarah. loyal to each other. It's I, crazy. I, I exactly. I love Master. I love Chris Wyman. I love fucking Frankie Edgar. Those like those are like three of my favorite people. You know what I mean? Yep. So um, he's got to be a good guy. He's got to be a good guy. I know he doesn't like. I said. I know he doesn't like you and I right now. But man, Aljo. That's all right. That's all right. I got nothing but love for you. I know that you were mad at me over some comments I made and you know joking around with you and stuff, but. Hey brother, I I expect you. I expect him 100 percent to be back, and I expect him 100 percent to be back fighting for the title. I don't yeah. know if they're going to be on right title shot though, but I think he'll be back 100. Yeah. Uh, percent Let's go to the next one. Weili Zhang taking on Amanda Lemos. This is the one that put Podcast Dave to sleep. <laughs> Shit, and it was. It's not the almost put me to sleep, John. I almost fell well, asleep too by round three. I was like, gosh, get up and walk around. Just, but it was just domination. Let's just be honest. You know, nothing against Amanda Lemos. She's tough. She's got power. But she was not ready for the complete package and the athleticism of Whaley Zhang. Whaley just did what she wanted throughout that entire fight. But I will give it to Amanda Lemos. She she hung in there. She took a lot of abuse at times. She didn't mark up too much. But she took a lot of abuse, did not quit, never gave up. But you could see as the rounds went by, you could see the just all the energy of her was just dropping with each yeah. one. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, I can't stop what she's doing. And, and you could take a look what Whaley did as far as, you know, her takedowns and the, and the variety. She, dude, she hit that inside trip like she was Henry Cejudo. You know, that's where she, she I learned know. that thing from. I know. And she hit that and I went, well, look at there, Henry. You know, yeah. and it was beautifully done. And you go, oh my God. You know, and she just, a different technique every time. And it was just too much for me. Yeah. What it is is that as fighters get better, you start seeing their progressions in terms of how they chain the things together and they make it look so fluid. Yeah. She hit the she had a combination against the fence. I can't remember what round it was. I want to say it was round three. She snatched a single. She did the step back. She ran the pipe, fucking sat it right to her ass, and just dominated from the top position. She made it look seamless. It was beautifully it was done. Easy. And yeah. it was it was easy, but it's because of the technique that she used to get it there. She hit her with the combinations. She wasn't thinking about, you know, um defending the legs. She just covered her head. With her hands, next you know, she snatched a single. She pulled the single. That's why you call it a snatch single. She pulled the single to her, broke her balance a little bit, and then she put all of her weight down on that fucking thigh and sat it right to her butt and then just dominated the top position for the rest of the round. She was phenomenal. Like, my only gripe about it all is, like, she could have got her out of there. Now, I know that Lemos is tough. I'm going to go into I'm going I'm to ride fucking hard in the pit against fucking Ian Gary. This guy. Fucking <laughs> this guy. But... The Whaley Zhang in the in the Lemos fight, I get it. Lemos is super tough. She's tough. She's durable. She, you know all of those things. Whaley's got to work a little bit more on finishing the fight submission wise. But yeah. th- I'm going to give her a pass on that because I don't know how much submission game she has. I know that she's developed in the wrestling. I know she has good stand up. She's got power. She got all those yeah. things. She got good ground and pound. She got good elbows. All of those things. 
But when that stuff's not getting through enough because all the person has to do is defend by covering their, their face with their forearms, you've got to start working on side chokes, taking the back, you know, neon belly, like neon belly doing ground and pound, but let them roll away, take their back from there, whatever it is. You've got to work on something different to get to those positions to finish the fight. And outside of that, man, but Whaley, like she's, she has progressed so much because of, uh, from what I can see from Henry Cejudo. Now, I don't know how much Henry is involved as of now, but I know she spent a lot of time with Henry during, uh, her last two fights that she yeah, but she's with John Wood now. John Wood's phenomenal. Great. Phenomenal. You know, um, in Las Vegas, he doesn't get enough credit. No, he doesn't. Yeah, but. He's a fantastic coach, and that's who she's been working with. So she she has continued. Obviously, she works her ass off. They say that she's always at the PI, you know, living in Vegas there. She you know, has John Wood come up. She either goes to the PI or she goes to syndicate. But she is progressing, and she's getting better because she's always athletic, super fast, mm-hmm. very strong, very athletic. But it's the techniques that you see her applying now. And the way she does it at times is like, damn, that was, that was really nice. Mm-hmm. That was beautifully done. And I agree with you. The one thing that I would expect now is you just need to progress in setting up the finish. Mm-hmm. How do you get that finish against someone like that? How do you how do you force them in the direction you want it to go so you can get the side choke or get the you know, rear naked? And a couple times it looked like she was going to get there. You know, Limos was able to you know defend the whole thing, but I mean, the it wasn't close. No. Here's the thing. Like I've said this I don't know how many times. Women's MMA is stuck in the they've they've surpassed the Frank Shamrock era. They're past that. But oh yeah. But they're in that mix of the 2004, 2006 era of the Ultimate Fighter. Koscheck, Fitch, Swick, they're, all they're those in, guys. They're in the George St. Pierre. They're in the George St. Pierre yeah. kind of coming up right now. And guess what? Whaley Zhang is leading the way. Oh yeah, she's leading the way. Like outside of that, I mean, like there was, there's um Valentina Shevchenko, the, Alexa Grasso. I mean, like she's good. She's not. I feel like there's still something I got to see more on her. I know that she got this, the submission against Valentina, but Valentina's been the champ for so long. It's look, anyone's been champ for a long time. The motivation so factor is there, super man. tough. Yes. Hard to it's, get excited it's, for everybody. It's exactly, exactly. And if I'm Valentina, I'm like, man, this girl, she's ranked number six. There's no way she's beating me. I've been mopping all these girls, so it's it's hard to get motivated. And she she made a mistake. She got caught. We're gonna see what happens in the rematch. Um, Go ahead. But I, I look Ian at Wei Lee, but no, I look at Wei Lee. <laughs> Wei Lee has she has breached that. All she needs to do now is a little bit more submissions because she's so good on the feet. She got great cardio. You know she's going to be there in the fourth and the fifth. You saw it against Joanna again, Jacek. You saw it against her. And so I expect her to be that one that kind of breaks that threshold to get the women's females MMA into that <clears throat> almost the current state of what it is now. I mean, they're, they were behind, but they're making leaps and bounds above. They're, they're, they're gaining so fast because they're training with all these, these, uh, these fighters that are in the now. You know, well, I, th- I think a lot of what you've seen in women's MMA, though, is you've seen there's been such a disparity in talent. There's a, there's been the couple that were super good and they just dominated, you know, the other yeah. fighters. There would be, you know, one or two that were close and then, a you know, a section of 10 or so that were below them. Yeah. And if you put them against them, they just there. There just wasn't going to be that ability to get past. 
Right. Now you're getting it to where it's very much like what the men is as far as they're all competitive. They're all very competitive with each other. And you're seeing that there's not a whole lot of uh, superiority. I think Wei Lee is that person, but she's, she has her kryptonite too. Her kryptonite is someone by the name of Rose Nami Yunus. You know? Yeah. And uh, so there's always going to be that person that gives you, style-wise gives you problems. But Rose's kryptonite is someone that can wrestle. Yes. And exactly. so Lee's going out there and trying to fix that. See, but I, I, I always <clears throat> looked, I, I always looked at Rose. She gave like Carla. She just, she gave her too much respect. Yeah. In the wrestling, because mm-hmm. she could wrestle too. It's just you, you gave too much to one yeah. person as far as allowing them to dictate the fight too much based upon their their mm-hmm. you know, preferred skill set. Next fight. Oh, this is one you want to talk about. So Ian Machado carry against Neil Magny. You know, Neil Magny taking the fight. Yes, you say on a week's notice, but he was training for this show. It just changed opponents. Who is he fighting before? I'm not too sure. I could find out. Dave, can you look that up? Who was Neil Magny supposed to fight before this? Um, Look, I, I have no... Why I, is it I, that Ian Gary hates Neil Magny? Because I think Neil Magny is a great I, guy. I, I couldn't. I couldn't fathom. I and he wants to say he's why. a scumbag. It's like, dude, bro. He 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 took the fights. He he took the fights so you can get paid. Show the man some yeah. respect. I know. Somebody else. Stephen Thompson turned it down. Dana well, White no, no, came. No, he, no, Dana White came out publicly and said, "Did, did he turn yeah, it down before? He turned it down. That's the fight that okay. they had offered him. They said no. Okay. Dana said I offered him." Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson will not be fighting Ian Gary. He's like Stephen. Stephen Thompson's already turned that fight down. I offered him Jeff, to fight it tonight. Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal. Neil Magnus no. was supposed to fight Jeff Neal. No, Ian Gary was supposed to fight Jeff Neal. But who was Neil Magnus supposed to fight? I don't think he was supposed to fight anybody. He wasn't on this I card. I think he was. He was. They said he was training for that. Uh, that show. Mm. Oh, so. Can you look up who Neil Magny was supposed to fight on this yeah, card? Yeah, I'm trying to find it here. I think okay. it might be here. I mean, look, I, I look at... I like Ian Gary. I think he's I think he's perfect for the sport. I think you're going to get... I, he's a little over the top right now, so hopefully he dials it back a little bit. It's, it's a little cringe when people well, talk. Yeah, it's a little cringe. Can, you, what, what are you getting? I'm getting like a, a sloppy seconds Conor McGregor. <laughs> okay. That's about you know, and I, and I like Ian Gary. I, don't I, say I, think, so. I think he's. I think Ian Gary's talented. Well, I look at it a couple different feet. ways. He's he's better looking than Connor. Okay, he's got a great fighting style. <laughs> he's he's. Uh, I'm sorry, but he's bigger than Connor, which means he's already more marketable. He's, he's definitely like, bigger. Yeah, he's big. I'm I'm saying like those things. Like if I was a fucking 205 pounder, I'd be a multi millionaire. <laughs> multi multi millionaire if I was 205 pounder. Can you imagine if I had a fought, you know, if I was the, if I fought the way that I fought at 205, you take any guys, you take, you take though, you take the guys at 155, 145, you put Volkanovsky in, in a big man's body and he has all the skills he has at 205. He's fucking those guys up because we're just better people. We're better fighters than those 205 no, and 85. Better people. Not better people. But we're better you are fighters. We're more well-rounded. Yeah, we are way more. Because you have way, to be. You have to be because we're just better be. fucking athletes and better fighters. No, than those guys. Athletes. We are better let's athletes. Just be honest because you can't Just cuz you guys. can run and jump Hold on, further. let's just be <clears throat> Just cuz <'cause, laughs> just cuz basketball players can jump and dunk doesn't mean they're better athletes than us. 
It drives me crazy. No, they they couldn't <laughs> run to the fucking mailbox without getting tired. Are you are you Shut kidding? F- those guys have man. you lost your mind? Those guys, man. I will kick their leg one time and they'll fall down. That's it. Those little chicken legs. Have you seen all those yeah. basketball players? Hold their on. calves are like this now, big around. Now it's, now I have small legs. Bas- now fuck. you're kicking a basketball player. Hell like, yeah. Wow. Fuck those guys up. I will fuck <laughs> all of them up. I think it's the funniest thing. Like, oh, this LeBron's six eight, six nine. I don't give a shit. Kick his leg one time, he'll fall down. Timber. I don't think Magni ever had an opponent prior. No, I thought they said that mm, he, he did. stepped in. Look, he just like that's the thing. Like well, I, I look at what Ian Gary, the stuff he was saying. He's a scumbag. He's I'm like, what did he say to get under your skin? That's I one. Know. Two is he literally took the fight on short notice, so you can get paid. Show the guy some yep. respect after you beat him. Third, I'm sorry, but the guy took the fight on one week's notice, and you didn't get him out of there. Like you, you had him hurt in the first how, round with how leg su- kicks. How surprised? Hold on. How surprised were you, Josh? The very first leg kick dropped him. Neil, Neil Magny down. The second leg kick knocked him down. Yeah, it's like, wow. I mean, obviously there's some power on it because Neil's been kicked before. He he understands how to accept it, and it actually put him on his ass a couple of times. He he was never in that fight. No, he was so out of touch with. The range and everything in that fight, and I, you know, I felt, you know, I, I, I give him credit because you know the frustration oh. you saw, how he was, he was perplexed. It was like Jesus Christ, I can't get close to this guy. Nothing. And you then do. when he did, he wasn't able to out out grapple him up against no. the cage or any of those things. So, I mean, being Gary, like, look, I like what he's doing marketability wise, the, the trash talking, all those things, but afterwards. The one thing that Connor did majority of the time outside of the Habib thing was he showed respect to the guys he fought. This guy was good. This guy fought me this way. This guy, even when he lost, guy was talented. Guy was this. Like the guy got in there and fought you. You know how difficult it is. It doesn't matter. I don't care if I'm fighting. I agree with you. A guy is not even ranked. That guy stepped up and fucking fought. Anybody that's gonna stand across that cage. And walk forward and try to do to you what you're going to try to do to him. Mm-hmm. You got to respect. Yeah, I mean, there's only been one, maybe two guys in my whole career that I looked across the cage after the fight. I was like, "Yeah, fuck you. I still don't like you." you so you're Ian Gary. <laughs> That's what he was doing. It, but I didn't say it the way that he said it. He came out in well, the, he, in the he press. He not conference. only said it. He he did it through yeah, sign language. Just <sighs> he did it the whole thing. Anyways, um, look, but I, he, I think he, you got to give it to him. He looked great. But if you're the promotion, what are you thinking? I'm not worried about the promotion. Like if, there, if there's one thing the UFC has, has shown time and time again, and Dana will say, he goes, they're fighters. What do yeah. they say? You know, and, I can't and control they, they're going to say things. Say. That's just, that's their fighters. I think he's right. Mm-hmm. You know? It, yeah. When, when look, I remember, look, I remember when, when I was coming up, I came out, I threw a couple songs out there that I wanted to walk out to. And Dana's like, nope. That was different. I'm, I'm like, but it's different, mean? different time. They want to control that. BJ Penn, different time. BJ Penn had songs that he wanted to walk out to, sure. and they said no. Do you remember? Absolutely. Remember when he fought Jens Pulver? He had to come out to the fucking Air of the Night or whatever it was by Phil Collins. <laughs> is that the is that the name of the song? What is yeah. it called? Yeah, it's something called, in the air tonight. Yeah. yeah, something in the air tonight. Whatever it was, it yeah. was. He came out. They're like, we just it's need BJ because BJ would run out 
to every yep. he'd run out for the light. He's like, no, we need him to stay up on the stage until yep. the till the beat drops. Oh, and yeah. I'm convinced to this day. Yeah, and I'm convinced to this day that that's what cost him the fight. I'm convinced. <laughs> How does that cause him to fight? Because <laughs> he would have been in a rhythm had he got to the cage on the time that he was ready oh, to fight. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That was time. John, uh, John, just fucking play along for a second. Just Please, go with it. Just play along. You know, what, lost, what lost BJ that fight? Let's be honest. Cardio. Cardio. Yeah. Just and see, it, was, yeah. it was an arm bar that he thought he had yeah. right at the end of the round. And he had, I've got this. It's over. And the round ends. And he's like, I got to go fight another deflated. round. Holy deflated. Shit, man. Deflated. Done. Yep. Absolutely. No, I know, man. I was with him that whole training camp. And I was like, man, was sparring with him and stuff. Understanding like what he was doing. I was like, man, I don't know. But he, he was so good at the time, man. So good. Yeah, he was. All right. Enough, enough bagging on Ian Gary. I think he's the future. I think he's got a lot of talent. He's good. But I'm going to say right now, they train in the same gym. Him and Shavkat. And I would love to tell you how that sparring goes, but I can't get out to watch out and find it. But I know exactly how it goes. I know how it goes too. I've talked to him. So, so, I hey, mean, Ian Gary. But if you're Ian, get your Gary, mind right, buddy. No, 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 no. Look at if you're Ian Gary, you're doing things the right way. You know, you're building, you're building your brand. You're looking fantastic in the fights. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep going back yeah. to camp and getting better at everything. And you've got mm -hmm. you've got some ground to make up. You know you've got ground to make up because there's people that are in your camp that are difficult to deal with right now. So hey, mm -hmm. just keep getting better. He's doing the right thing. Well, you have also I mean you got Gilbert Burns in that camp. You've got uh Kamar Usman yeah. in that camp. You've got and you got Logan Story Gilbert's there, who I know. Fight, Gary. No, I know, him. I know, I get it. I understand. But like, hey, he's he fought Usman. He had to fight Usman. Like, yeah, you know, I get, I get what you're saying. Okay. Look, let's uh, look without, I don't want to go through every single one of these fights that were a little bit of sleepers, but <laughs> you got Batista versus Blackshear. You got Marlon Vera versus Pedro really, Munoz. I, I, and you've you got to be impressed. Go ahead. And Blackshear actually for a guy coming back a week later, I really thought that was going to be a hard, hard thing for him. He actually fought damn well. It was a close fight. Uh, he fought his ass off. Lost the decision, but I, I really John, give him credit because coming back a week after a fight, it's easy. too hard for fighters to get the emotional roller coaster out of the I way. I agree, and that's, that's what exactly what happened. What a week or two later was it? Last week he fought, right, or two weeks ago? Yeah, last week. Last week he fought back. To it's back. A, it's a roller coaster. Your emotions, your body, your mental—it's all prepared on that one night to fight. Look, BJ Penn told me this a long time ago. I think it was the first time I fought uh, Gilbert Melendez. He goes. Josh, I remember because BJ used to come in and watch me spar with Gilbert early in the in in uh, when Gilbert first started coming to AK. He's like, and he he would see Gilbert would get the best of me almost all the time in sparring. He just the pressure, the tenacity, just the aggressiveness, the power in his punches. He's like, Josh, you don't got to be better than him every single fucking day in training. You got to be better than him that night. That's it. And just so happened I was better than him that night. These like these fights. This is exactly with Blackshear. You you build up your eight week camp, your six week, ten week, whatever it is your camp is, for that one night to be better than that one fighter. To take a fight a week later, yep. You're just you're against you're doing a, you're not doing yourself a, a solid. good young fighter mm -hmm. in Batista. Too. Exactly, you're you're cutting yourself short. You're shooting yourself in your own foot by doing that. This is this is not a this is not a fucking sprint, man. This is a marathon. You got to build up, build up, build up to get to that title shot. Yeah, you had mm -hmm. momentum, you lost it. Now you're coming yeah. off 
now you're coming off a loss. I know in reality, because fighters, because I know the way we think, man, two wins, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Yeah, but then a win and a loss, eh, I'm not on my way anymore. You know, you're actually one more fight away from being cut. <laughs> That's the way to look at it. <laughs> be honest. Like you're harsh. You're you're harsh. one. You're you could be one fight away from being cut. That's yeah. the problem. So don't don't ever take those chances, especially as a young fighter. Don't take those chances. Build your time. Take your time. Do it up. Uh, Marlon Vera versus Pedro. <clears throat> okay, that was exactly what I thought of the fight. <laughs> ah, both you like Pedro was was. Pedro was Pedro. At least he did try for a takedown, so I was I was happy to see that Pedro mm-hmm. actually was kind of going back to his you know roots a little bit, at least making him think about it. But Pedro was you know looking to counter, and Marlon was too good with his setup and his defense. When he would throw his shots, he would get himself off that center line, and Pedro was throwing, but. The guy's not in the position for him to land the good strike against him and stuff. And, and it just just built up over time. Did not win by, you know, oh, he dominated the fight. No, it was a close, mm. you know, close round to round to round. But Marlon Vera won. won the, he won the fight. And he looked decent doing it. But he wasn't. it wasn't the Marlon Vera that we all expect, which is the guy that's keeps building to the point where he's knocking the guy out. I mean, you, you said it was like it was a close fight. It was close rounds. But then they close had Marlon winning 30-27 almost all the cards. It because was like there were close rounds. Yeah. But they were all close rounds. Yeah. I think he I had... Was I just, think I, he was just edging him by. I think I had Pedro winning the first, and I had Marlon winning the next two. I think is what I had, if I recall. I, overall, though, I mean, look, until Pedro goes back to utilizing his wrestling, his grappling, and a little bit more of his kicks, he just kicks. becomes a boxer. As he slow, as, as the fight goes on, but he, he just relies he, on his boxing. He did start to kick, though, a little Yeah, bit. he did. He did. He was having success with it too. Yeah. He just got away from it in the midway through the second round. And then the rest of the fight was just boxing. You got you, know? you got to admire him though. He's tough as hell, man. He takes a big shot. Yeah, speaking of a tough son of a bitch, man, Chris Weidman. Ah, man. You know, it, this is one of those ones you look at, you know, great win for Brad and, and Brad was under a lot of pressure too. Brad has family in Lahaina. Mm-hmm. He had a lot going on in that. You know, he's trying to, you know, deal with all those things. So it wasn't an easy thing for Brad. But Chris Weidman coming off of basically a two-year layoff, you know, based upon the leg injury and stuff. Chris did everything he could do. He just Brad, his wrestling defense was good. Chris, he slowed down a little bit. He's not <clears throat> quite as explosive as he used to be. Because he used to be able to explode and get guys to the ground with, with uh, you know, going from a single to a double and stuff. But as soon as his legs started to get eaten up, you knew. And, mm-hmm. and, man, I'll tell you what, he was tough as hell in that he kept going forward. He kept trying. He kept, you know, doing it because his legs were getting just annihilated by Tavares. And he never stopped. You know, you know, you know that today he's on crutches. He's not walking or he's sitting in, you know, sitting in a chair with ice up on his legs. You just look and you go, you know, Josh, supposedly he blew out his ACL or yep. MCL. ACL or MCL, yeah. And uh, So he's not just in with his ice, his fucking legs up in ice. He's having surgery oh, probably yeah. tomorrow or Tuesday. Yep. Well, they're not going <laughs> to do surgery until his, his legs, the swelling goes away. Mm. And then he'll have surgery. And then he's going to have another 
nine months of rehab, at something least, like that. At least. Uh, it's time to stop. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for him. And I, you know, goddamn, he was just a hell of a fighter at one time. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, bad luck and bad injuries and things just happened to him. And it just never came back after that Rockhold fight. Let me speak to you guys from, um, from like where I can directly relate. And John, I would think you and I were texting during the fight. And I said, he's faster than Brad Tavares when he throws and he's committed. He just was never committed. There was one or two times throughout the fight he committed and he landed some big shots against Brad against the fence. He was the faster fighter in those, in those areas and he had the longer reach to get it done. He just chose not to commit to a lot of things. And the proof is in the pudding when it came to his wrestling. What the fuck? His career was based off of his single leg snatch to the dump. Yep. His yep. whole career, the way he sat uh, Mark Munoz down, snatched a single and sat him right to his butt. Yeah, you're talking he, Mark Munoz, a guy that could wrestle. Yeah, fucking, I want to say he's a three-time All-American. Three-time NCAA. State. Yeah, NCAA. No, I want to say three-time no, NCAA or two-time NCAA champion. Two, I think two-time champ, three-time All-American. Two-time champ, three-time All-American. The guy can fucking wrestle. The guy can wrestle. He made it look easy in the takedowns. Last night, he looked like he never wrestled before in his life. Double legs, couldn't went, lock his hands, pulled a single. But let's be honest, his his level change is bending at the back. It's just not red because his legs well, are just not there. I, okay, so look, the bending at the back is okay when you're snatching the single because you're pulling it to where you can actually keep your back straight. So he's yeah. bending at the back to pull it. That's the way he used to snatch his single. He's not doing that now. He's just shooting the double, and he's actually shooting the double, not even shooting a good clean double with elbows in and shooting and penetration. He's shooting one hand over the top shoulder and one hand on the ankle, on the on the back of the knee, almost like he's trying to like clothesline you and hit you with a, like a knee pick. Knee pick. Yeah. It just it just wasn't working, and I it just like you got to get away from that, change it up, do something else. His whole career on his takedowns, when he fought Anderson the first time, he hit a, he hit the single leg dump. When he fought uh, Mark Munoz, single leg dump. His career was based off of Leo how Matita. fast, when how yep. fast he could hit that snatch single, sit him to their ass, and then dominate from the top position with his ground and pound and submissions. He's got good submissions. Yeah, people don't realize like he's got good yeah. submissions, man. He's a fucking he a, dog on the a, ground. In the top position, he was yeah, a monster. Exactly, and so he just he's gotten away from that. He's gonna. He, I think he should retire. He's he's not he's not hurting for money. Um. He's he's do I think he's from what I understand he's doing just fine, but he's yeah. not hurting for me. He just loves the sport. I get it. I understand. Yeah. You know what are you doing for? He wanted to prove this. I think to, more to himself. But if he yeah. tore his ACL or his MCL, you're out for another year. You'll be forty forty one by the time you come back. Is that Brother, what be? Yeah, he's thirty nine right now. I believe. God damn. Click on him. Thirty. Click on him. Thirty nine. I think. Yeah. Well, he'll be forty. June seventeenth. Yeah. Yep. So by the time he comes back, he'll be just about forty. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love watching him fight, I think he's been a ta- he's a very talented fighter. He just uh, he's taken a lot of damage as of recently in his his last fights, and this fight was no different. Again, it's just going to keep piling up the injuries. And these are look, I I look at more from a perspective of <clears throat> John. I get up every single day, and I'm like, damn, it fucking hurts. It hurts, you oh, know. And trust me, it gets worse. Yeah, I know. And and here's the thing. <laughs> From 40 to 40, almost 45 now, 40 to 45, it's way worse. Oh, 40, 30, 45, is, 45 is when I really started to feel it. But 30, guess what? Yeah. It gets way worse. Yeah, 30, 36, 36 to... I just want to leave you with that. 
36 to 40, I was like, okay, it's I'm stiff when I wake up, but I was still working out, you know, once or twice a day, getting my, you know, now, I mean, John, I hadn't worked out in a long time because I was moving to Texas. So there was a lot of things going on, but the last three days I worked out, I worked out on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you think, Damn, oh my God, I am. So, I was so sore getting out of bed. I was like, God, this is fucking horrible. And I got a cold plunge and a sauna and a hot tub and all this shit at my use house. All. I use all of them. And I still woke up this morning going, gosh, damn, yeah. what the hell is going on with me right now? This is horrible. The, one of the things I want to say, though, Brad Tavares. <clears throat> yeah. Again, he, he had a rough time with what was happening. Did you see him after the fight? Did you see what he did? Mm-mm. He helped Chris Weidman going back to the locker room. Put him under, put his arm over him, got underneath him, and started walking him. Brad Tavares is a classy man. Can I can I say something? Classy fighter. I have yeah. yet to meet a fucking Hawaiian that is a fucking douchebag. <laughs> well, hold on, Hawaiian fighter. <laughs> I mean, any I've yet to meet a Hawaiian that I know of. You know, that's yeah. a douchebag. I mean, I'm sure awesome. that I'm sure there's like their douchebags oh, come in all shapes and sizes. All right, and but I've yet to meet one that's a douchebag. Every single time I've met, I've met a Hawaiian, like one that I've gotten to know, they're fucking great people, man. They're yes, great they people, and uh, you know, and Brad Tavares no different. Great, oh. phenomenal person, super what nice, great, tough fighter, <clears throat> man. Really, look at look at where he came from, yeah, and look at the career he's had. He's amazing, amazing, amazing fighter, and that was you know just. Just showed what a class act he is. Great job for my Brad. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, go through some of these. Which fights you want to talk? No, let's go back. Which fights you want to well, talk people, about? This people are going to talk about RoboCop Greg Rodriguez against Dennis Tallulah. In that one, you know the big question was the elbow to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. You know, is that what you know knocked him out? And when you take a look at where the elbow lands, we talk about everyone's got this whole idea that the back of the head is these headphones boom and anything back of that that's back of the head no okay it is from the crown which is that point back there straight down one inch variance and where he got hit it's you know what that's right at legal Mm -hmm. and so people are going to sit there and complain that's the back of that yes i agree with you medically speaking it's the back of the head but it's not the illegal part that he's not allowed to attack. So, uh, I'm going to give um, a little bit of love towards Brad Katona, but I'm also going to give a little bit of uh, shade towards <laughs> to Cody, Cody Gibson. Cody, you, this was your fight to to fucking lose, and you found a way to fucking well, lose. He did. Yeah. You were the superior fighter. You were the better fighter. You had the more. You were more athletic. You had the all the natural features of being a fucking top level fighter. You're tall. You're long. You're lanky. I can't say it enough. Why the hell were you crouching down as if you want to make yourself his height? That was one. Two was, whoever you work with, do they not show you how to use a knee or an elbow? At your height, you are a monster for that weight class. Use your damn knees. Every time you got in the clinch, you had no idea what a fucking knee was. I wanted to pull my hair out, man. I was like watching him going... You're losing this fight because you have no idea that you actually have knees as a weapon. It was driving me nuts, John. I was so, I was so like on the edge of my seat going, kid, throw a knee, throw, just, yeah. just throw one, just throw one. Yeah. 
and you'll love it. Like just, I just, and you'll love I, it. I made a he career. Won't, you will. My career, like I had made a living off of my knees. You ask Mike Swick. I took him out of a couple fights by throwing knees to his body that separated ribs. John Fitch, same thing. Not proud of it. I'm saying though that my knees were considered to be some of the dangerous ones. Islam Makhachev, one of the guys that, towards my end of my career, he's like, man, brother, no knees. Before his fights, brother, no knee me. Like you, you have to use your body type, and they don't have to be hard. They just got to be at the right time. Well, just got to touch in the right place. Just think about this. Cody Gibson, over under, as I do a little back step, just elevate. Like you're turning the fucking, you're turning the corner a little bit, but I'm elevating one side and I'm dropping the elbow in the other. Anytime I'm elevating on that left side. Stretch. That liver's there. Just throw the knee. It doesn't have to be hard. 45 degree angle, right up into the liver. Beautifully done. Not hard, but it knocks the wind out of them. It makes them think about it. And all they want to do is get out of the clinch with you. And you just keep doing it, keep doing it. And just drive me nuts watching you fight last night. Like, <laughs> do you have not have coaches in your corner telling you, throw a damn knee, kid? Just one. Yeah. I mean, you got to give it up. You do have to give it up for Kurt uh, Holabaugh. Yes. In that other uh, ultimate fight. Nice transition. Up against Hubbard. Beautiful transition from the arm bar straight. You know, as, as he was turning. You go, you know, look at, he knows, and he's just sliding the leg up over on top. Beautiful setup on that <clears throat> triangle. But Kurt Holabaugh is one of those guys you, you take a look at. He, he he reminds me of a Forrest Griffin mm. in that, you know, he's got yeah. that same, he's very tough. He's gritty in what he does. He's got his basics that he sticks to. And if you can't get past those basics, he's going to beat you. Yep. You know, and, and uh, tough, tough loss for Austin Hubbard because Austin's actually, he's a, he's a good guy, tough guy. He's got a lot of talent, you know. He just got caught by a guy that, you know, did the right thing at the right time. I, I guess tonight for me, the overall recap of all this thing, and I'm going to go right into this next fight too, which is uh, Natalia Silva versus Andrea Lee. I'm going to go through. That's what Petrovsky was. But I, I'm not going to talk about that fight. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But look, Andrea Lee and the same thing with the Cody Gibson and the same thing with um, the Chris Weidman and the pa not Chris Weidman, Pedro Munoz. Chris Weidman fought a, a great fight given his legs being fucked up. Dude, your quarter's gotta be your corner's gotta be yelling at you. Change up the tempo of the fight. Andrea Lee, for some Andrea reason. Lee's corner was. Who? They, Andrea Lee's fight? corner who? was telling her. Who? No, no, they were not telling her to, to wrestle. They weren't ever telling her to wrestle. They were telling her to to throw more combinations. They were to telling put her more to pressure. go forward. Yes. No, put no, no. Pressure. Go for it. Wrestle, kid. This girl is faster than you. She's fucking yes. more accurate than you. She's, she's got hellacious she's got better movement. footwork she's than you. Over. Yep. She is. She, that girl made it look like she she's was fucking Stephen Thompson. Yeah. She. I thought she was Stephen Thompson for a sec. Just piecing up people. Dude, she was all over the place, man. Your she corner. was throwing more damn <clears throat> varieties of kicks and everything and. She looked great. You know what happens, John, when the fights are not like super fan, like super fantastic, is I start just judging the corners for the shitty job they're doing, and I'm like, <laughs> "What are you doing? Make some adjustments, make some changes." I, I, I kid you not, I would have fired, I would fire some of my coaches if I was coming away from this performance. Andrea Lee, you are way better than this. You're not bad on the ground. You're pretty damn good. No, she's damn good. She's on the damn ground. good on the ground. Why yeah. was there never a, a, a takedown attempt? Now, I know that it would not have been easy to get a takedown because Silva's movement or the, the way she switches stance, all those things. But you weren't even like you weren't. She wasn't even getting close enough to get a takedown. She was trying to hit her with a one well, and two punch combination with a exactly, kick. The, it was over. You know, look at, the takedown comes when you're thinking about it, too. 
and when you're thinking about striking and that's what she really seemed to be doing is she was trying to horrible you know what match up in the striking area and that was just never happening there was moments out there man where i know she's actually a fantastic striker but she was just too slow for silva and it just showed silva would throw three or four punches and and andrea lee was throwing one and maybe getting the second one off but missing getting all air she was starting to look like podcast dave out there i swear to you it was just (laughs) i was like damn really come on no, all right. Hey, that's gonna wrap up our UFC wow. talk. And uh, wow, <laughs> dude, hey, by that. podcast Dave, I'm giving you credit because if you look like Andrew, you're a good looking person. You are a good looking son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, before we uh, move on to the PFL talk, let's go right into OnlyFans.com/slash weighing in. OnlyFans.com/slash weighing in. Uh, I posted up some videos as of recently, so check us out over there. It is free. Subscribe to us over there. It is free. Super easy. Follow us over there at OnlyFans.com/slash weighing in. All right, Ooh, let's go into PFL. Oh, the PFL had their playoffs, but yeah, this was the one that I was like, I kind of uh, prognosticated the outcomes of these fights. Mm. Damn, I was pretty damn good with it, Josh. But Heenan Fajera going against the Crochet King and Maurice Green. Look, 6'8 versus 6'7. Both guys, good stand-up. Uh, probably Fajera a little bit better on the ground, but it never really went there until he was able to land the big shot on Maurice Green, put Maurice down, and then was able to put him out. Uh, big win for Fajari going on. Now he's got to go against Golsov, so it's not an easy matchup for him. But when you're that big and you're athletic, and he is athletic, you got to give him credit. The guy six eight can sit there and do backflips and stuff. He's athletic. So um, that was a big, that, the biggest win that he's had in his career. <clears throat> I mean, I look at him. He, he's he's extremely talented. If I look at heavyweights, I mean, he he's a problem for a lot of people. So yeah. I know Goldsoff is uh Goldsoff is good. He's tough. He's good. He's got Goldsoff good wrestling. Good. good from the top position. But do you want to be on? Boxing. But do you want to be His on jab top? Is beautiful. He's got a good jab, sure. But I look at uh for her. He's got he's fast. He's got good stand up. And when he gets on top of you, or if he's on, even if he's on the bottom, his submission threat is fucking is top level. So well, I think I think that his switching of camps now that he's at ATT, he's getting I don't want to say better coaching, better looks. He's got people that he's to train with, and he's got coaches that can sit there and give him ideas and change up a style of fighting that matches where he's at at this point in his career. And I think you're seeing that the performances mm. are coming. Yeah. So good for him. All right, the next uh, next fight, all 15 seconds of it. That's sad. You see? <laughs> Look, let's just be honest. Larissa Pacheco's a real fighter. When we talk about 145-pound you know, fighters <clears throat> in the women's category, there's not a ton of great talent. That's why at 155, there was hardly any talent. But at 145, there are some. But Larissa Pacheco is one of them. She can fight. She's good. She's got good stand-up. She's got a good ground game. She will throw her hands. And uh, look at Elena Kolesnik, known as a boxer kind of. She got blitz, big right hand down the middle. That was about all it took. Put her on her butt. That was the end of the fight. That's what I expected. Yes. This is just a way better fighter. I feel the same way about Goldsoff. He was a better fighter. He just got to the top position. Work to the fucking arm triangle. just doesn't have enough experience no. right now. Nope. Nope. Yeah. But the other fight, though, that you and I were talking about, because we've actually called some fights 
for a Mohawknatina. Like both of these. Yeah, yeah. so Marina, Marina Mohawknatina and Amber Leibach. Leibach. Um, Mohawknatina. Dime piece, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, Do you know she's married to Sergey Spivak? Really? Yeah, she's married What's to What's with the last Spivik? name? Please change your name to Spivak. It's a lot easier to pronounce. I know. It's so much easier. Can we just Spivik. say that instead of Mohawknatina? Marina Spivak. It's just beautiful. <laughs> please just don't hyphenate it, please. They're gonna make it oh, even God. worse. Mohawk not team Well, you get horrible. it right. Yeah. Um, just dominant performance, top position, swing to the arm bar, great job, nice job. But the fight that really impressed me that whole night was the uh Nathan, Nathan Kelly. Kelly versus yeah. uh Damian Nelson. Fantastic yep. fight. Great yeah. fight. Bar burner from beginning to end. These guys were fucking slinging literally like 40 seconds in. 30 well, seconds I'll tell in. You what, I, the, the way Kelly came out, he was slinging. You know, Damian Nelson kind of was a little bit like, Jesus Christ, man, because Kelly was going after mm-hmm. him. And Damian Nelson just kept on, you know, sticking in there and, and looking power. for his, his reads. Put some shots on Nathan Kelly, evened it up a little bit. But overall, Nathan Kelly put on a great performance. But that was a good fight. Yeah. Really good fight. I agree. I agree. I thought it was a fantastic fight. If you haven't seen the, those fights on this card, that's definitely the first one I would start off with. It was a fantastic fight. Oh, yeah. It was back and forth. Uh, moments of guys getting dropped, getting hurt, whatever it was. But then Kelly, like, edging it out. It was a unanimous decision. But, I mean, it was a lot closer fight than you would think. They were back and forth. Great fight, yeah. though. Great fight. Um, all right. That's going to wrap up our PFL talk. What else you got for us there, Dave? We got a lot of news. We're about an hour and 20 minutes in. We got a lot of news to talk about, though, too. So let's go ahead and talk. Let's go. Talk to me, Goose. Are you awake? Hello, Dave. Dave, are you awake? Hello, Dave. Sorry, Dave, sorry. Get off the Dave, couch. Sorry. Dave, I'm going to wake I, you up. Are you on the couch? I had to unmute because Lincoln came in for a minute. So uh, I he... Get off the couch, Dave. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, there's one fight announcement that we'll talk on. Um, there really isn't a ton of news. There's obviously all the fallout from the from the fight card, but mm-hmm. you guys covered all of that, which is why we're, we are in our mm-hmm. 20 end. So um, the only real thing outside of the big pay-per-view is um, Kevin Holland got a fight, a quick turnaround against mm-hmm. uh, Jack Della Madalena. Mm-hmm. I'm good what for him. This one? I'll tell you what. I, I, this is one of the, I am surprised because they got the fight that's going to take place in Australia, right? Don't they have a show coming up that's going to be in Australia? Yeah, September. Um, it's Izzy uh, it's v. Strickland. Is it? Yeah, that's right. Izzy against Strickland. I would thought for sure they would put this fight on there. I thought Madalena would be on that card instead. This one is at the apex. I think what the the week before or the week after. Uh, this one. Yeah, this, this is fight week. is September sixteenth. Oh, uh, yeah. so week. Oh, I think the week before. Um, yeah. Because I think that's later in the month. Let's let's see. It's uh. That's on September 9th, so a week after. Oh, so it's actually. a week after. Yep, yep. Yeah, I thought for sure they put Jack Mad- uh, Della Madalena on that Australian card. But, you know, that's a good fight between him and, and Holland. Holland can be, you know, Madalena is very good at going to the body. He throws great body shots. His stand-up is good. I do think that Kevin Holland, if he gets to the top position, his jiu-jitsu is way better. Than Madalena, and he can give him problems. I think that Kevin Holland is the better fighter all the way around. It just depends nah, on which fucking Kevin that. Holland shows up, though. Bingo. See, that's the difference. Like, that's the question. You say, ah, oh, I don't think so, but no, he is the better fighter all the way around. Just you don't know what He's the better fighter. Which fight IQ is going to show up that day? 
true. He's the better that's, fighter. But that's but that's the problem with Kevin Holland. Well, John, hang out with me for you a second. I'll educate you, okay? Hang out with me. I'll educate you. Don't you don't know what Kevin's gonna do because <sighs> we had this crazy. whole we had this whole thing with when he was gonna fight Wonder yeah. Boy. And you were going with him, and I don't blame you. I understand yeah. why. And I was like, I don't trust him. And yeah. it was that lack of what are you doing? I hope you he... have a distinct advantage in this yeah. fight. Use it. And he did. This is the thing. I, I've heard this from I don't know how long. I, I do I actually because I've I actually in my in my career, John, I've seen it. I've seen I've seen myself sabotage myself. Is that you fighters or athletes athletes, people, I should say people more so, they sabotage themselves from being successful. Sure. And I feel like Kevin Holland is almost like does that quite he often. He does it all the time. Like but he's you're a great guy. You're I, that, being a great guy has nothing to do with be fucking being one of the best ever. He, I'm not saying he can be one of the best <laughs> ever, but he has the potential he's to be still 30 years old. It's crazy to me. At 170 pounds, that that is the perfect weight class for him because he is six foot three. He's got a huge damn reach. He's fast. I mean, he, he's fast. He's got a good ground game. That if you're going to say if there was any weakness in his entire package, it's, his wrestling is where he still has to work on. So his grappling's not bad. No, his grappling is good. Wrestling is different. And he's good at getting you up if he when he chooses to get up instead of hanging out on his back. Scroll down. Well, that's, that's, scroll and a lot of that losses. is when he's going to decide to talk to someone or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Steven Thompson, he should have beat. He took him down a yep. couple times and just let him back up. Dummy. Okay, the Chamaya fight, I understood, but he got paid a ton of money ton of money for that, that fight that so he took that fight because of the switch of whatever happened yep uh the vittori fight the Dawkins fight the Derek brunson fight like with with uh vittori and with with brunson brunson he just got out wrestled he's got you know just held down he got out wrestled yeah he got out wrestled that's his weakness i understand that the vittori thing did he get a wrestle in that fight i can't remember he got out wrestled okay so that fight, took him down but hopefully he's made some changes he's got to get better at the grappling but look there's fights though on his on his loss record he shouldn't have he shouldn't have the Stephen Thompson loss. He should have won that fight. That would have put him right into the conversation of, hey, I'm one fight away from maybe a title shot. <laughs> derp, derp, derp. At 170, he's yeah. Like, you you got to take a look. at you, you can look at the Derek Brunson and the Marvin Vittori and the Dacus. Those are all at 185 pounds. It's now take a look at yeah. 170. What's he done? Yeah. You know, the the, the, the Chamaya fight, like you said, you know, he took that. That was a the the changing of opponents yeah. and everything and stuff. He got paid a lot of money for that though, so I'm not yeah, mad at him. Yeah, I don't blame him for taking. I'm not mad at him. Smart man. But we'll be see. I we'll... I agree with you. I think he's the better fighter. I don't think he's better everywhere. I think yeah. Dale, uh, you got to give it to Jack Dale Magnolia. His stand up. John, say that is again. Good. Without without Jack stumbling over Dale the Ma- Say the name properly, John. Go ahead. Say it again. Jack Della Madalena. <laughs> It was the first time you literally just spit it out. Say it fast so no one understands what I said. (laughs) Let me pose this question to you. Is he quickly becoming the Donna Cerrone, the Diego Sanchez, the Neil Magny? Or does he still have time to fix that at 30 years old? Oh, he can fix it. No, he's got time. He's good. He is a good damn fighter, Mm -hmm. man. He has got all the talent that he needs to become the best guy there is in that division. He can beat anyone. He just, there's a couple areas that he needs to tighten up on and he needs to, (laughs) it's a seriousness, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as 
when you're going to go into a fight and stuff, it's, I want you to have fun. And it's about have fun. And I tell everyone, hey, have fun. But that doesn't mean that you're talking to someone in the yeah. stands while you're fighting somebody. Yeah. Look, there's a couple ways of looking at this, though. Dave, you just brought up, you said Donald Cerrone, Diego Sanchez. You know what those two guys have in common? They fought for titles. This guy's not even close to a title right now. So, he, no, I can't put him there until he gets to a title shot. Now, he has all the ability to get to a title shot. Do I think he can get there? Hell yeah. Do I think he can win it? I think he can at 170. I think he can. If he focuses for, say, a year, year and a half, by the time he's 32, 30, 32 and a half, 33, 33. he could be champ. Still, he could be champ. Still, that's, he's still young. Yes, he is. His prime won't go away until he's about 35, maybe pushing 36. He's got time. And like as long as he takes care of himself, but his whole wishy-washy yep. of up and down. If I'm not gonna get the fights I want, I'm gonna go to go back to 185. Cool. You're just gonna get beat at 185 like you were before. Stay at 170. Be dominant there. Be be as long as you fight smart, you have the chance of getting to a title shot. That's where the money's made. Don't be the guy that just gets by and just puts on fan favorite fights. Do that at the end of your career, like Michael Chandler's doing now. Okay, like he's done everything he, he's wanted to do for his career. He's fought for the title twice there. He's been the Bellator champion. He's done everything. He's just out there right now for the big time money grabs. He understands Absolutely. where he's at. You, Kevin Holland, you will never get to the big money grabs unless you win more fights and get to the title shot. You got to be more exciting than what you are. Talking to the crowd is not exciting, especially when you're getting beat the way you're getting beat. I love Kelvin. I love Kevin Holland. Kelvin. I love Kevin Holland. I love, I love the way he fights. His body style again is perfect for the sport. He's dangerous to everyone. He's just got to fight smarter. Be smart while you're out there. It's one thing to have fun. Yeah. Talk it's to the another crowd thing when you're doing your, your post-fight interview. It's another thing to win. you got to always win. What else you got for us, Dave? Hey, watch your wrap up on that no, one. No, 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 no. I no, sent no, you, no, no. We've got I sent you a, um, what did I send you? I sent you a Michael Chandler thing. My, I my, sent a bow my, 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 Yeah, we're going to talk about the bow neckle thing, too. <laughs> John, yeah, we're gonna talk about these two things. The bow nickel thing is more funny, but the Michael Chandler thing in the news is uh, is up. Let me let me um drop it over here. Yeah, Michael Chandler. I'm gonna give you guys a little uh thing on this. Uh oh. Well, I mean, obviously, being in the USADA. Oh, whoops! Oh, there's booty right there. Sorry, I just saw booty. (laughs) (laughs) What? Nothing. I was. Do you want me? Okay, you do it. You do it, Dave. Okay. You do it. All you right. do it, buddy. All right. Here we go. I just got to refresh the page. Yeah, refresh it and put the sound on. Turn the sound on too, buddy. So just to follow up on your comments, you don't care whether he's in the USADA pool or not, like Connor. Well, I mean, obviously, being in the USADA testing pool is a prerequisite to competing yeah. in, the, in the UFC. Um, what I'm saying is... Are we splitting hairs with the whole he's got to be in for six months thing? But ask how how long was Bo Nichols' uh, opponent in the USADA testing pool? He signed on six days' notice, right? This is what we do all the time. It's just it's an interesting thing because of the because of the character, the platform that Connor holds, who he is. We want to just dissect and make a huge deal out of this certain time frame type of thing. You know that that's all I'm saying. I mean. Ultimately, there's guys being signed all the time, and they're competing. Um, but he, being in the USADA testing pool is a prerequisite to competing with all us. Right, stop. And uh, <clears throat> look, the, the bottom line is this: he's, by the way, Michael Chandler, brilliant. Yep, absolutely brilliant. 
you are already right now setting the standard that you don't care whether he's tested or not. That's one. Two is you're making it public. So now that the UFC can always say he didn't care. So you can't come back and we sue talked, me. We talked to Michael Chandler about it. Boom. You can't. Yep. We talked to him. He's made it very public. He didn't care. Doesn't matter if he's on steroids. Doesn't matter if he did the six month testing. We cannot be sued. We are no longer liable for this anymore. He's released all liability by saying this. Look, it's brilliant by Michael Chandler. He wants the cash. He wants the money grab. That's the fight to get. Whatever it takes to get it, that's all he cares. He's even come out publicly and said, I don't give a shit if we fight at 170 or if we fight at 155. I'll fight him at 185. I don't care. Chandler walks around about 190. All fucking five, six of them. Okay. He walks around about fucking 190. I've seen, I've seen pictures of when he made weight at 155 and sent pictures that night. He was 188, 189. I've seen pictures of he sent it to people that I know and they show he's like, this is him now. By the night, by the nighttime. So he knows what he's doing. He understands what he's doing. And uh, brilliant on his part. I think very, very smart move. I'm still up in the air whether this fight's going to happen or not. I believe well, it. I it's believe not going to happen in 2023. Yeah, he's made it public that it's not. I think it's already come out that it's not going to happen in 2023. Yeah. It's going to well, happen they, early they, next they, year. They finally came out because yeah, Connor was saying, you know, I can't get a fight. You know, they won't let me fight. I'm definitely not fighting, you know, and, you know, and, in December, that's what I wanted to do. But if you wanted to do it, you should have gotten yourself back into the USADA pool. Mm-hmm. Well, John, that's, that's a prerequisite. Nope. No. Look, I'm going to argue this. I'm going to no, argue bullshit. with this. No, you can sit there and argue all bullshit you all you want, John. I'm right. You, we'll, John, we'll give me two. Give me two clean drug tests, and I'll fucking fight you. Give me that two clean. Do with give it. me two it clean has ones. Nothing to do with it. You're, you're two. If it was three, if it's five, I don't care. It's a matter of, you know, when you went off, when you went off of the USADA testing regimen, you knew what you were doing, you knew why you were doing it, and you knew that you were going to have to give them samples for six months. John. You could have started any time you wanted. John. All you got to do is pick up the phone. Hey, I want to get back on. Call Jeff Novitsky. He'll put you back on the list. He will send the people out there and he will start your testing process. So to sit there now to complain, oh, they won't they won't give me a fight. No. You've got to do the things that's gonna put you in a position to get that fight. And the first thing, if you're Connor, is you gotta get back in that testing pool. Here's the thing is I spent ninety nine percent of my career. Well, no, I mean like there was drug testing, but it was very minimal. Let's be honest. Like I'm sorry. I could give two shits. Like okay. Chandler's come up this kind of this very similar way. Like he came up kind of relatively in the same, not behind me quite a bit, but there was still not a lot of drug testing. They, they tested you three weeks out from your fight and they test you again, either the night of the fight or the, at the weigh-ins like you knew, like you knew, but I'm simply saying like, that's all you need. For the money, for if if Chandler, if that's all that matters to Chandler, you're you're laying saying, the I'm not, you're I'm not laying the guidelines. Matters. You're I laying the guidelines that the UFC has set. To Chandler, but the thing is, you're laying the guidelines that the UFC has set. Guess what? The UFC can move the goalposts anytime they fucking want. They're the boss. They pay Usada. They make the rules. Let's not forget that. 
They can move I that goal line. You're wrong about they that. They can move the goal line anytime they Obviously, want. Obviously, they, they decided I'm not moving the goddamn goal line. Oh, they're going to move. He's it. not fighting. Oh, they're going to move. Not it. fighting right now. He's not fighting right now, but he's going to fight before six months. I can tell you that. I think he's going to fight before six months because he's got to get two clean tests. But as long as he gets clean, like you clean, said, I just said that. But hold on. If he wanted to get that fight, mm-hmm. if it was important to get back into the cage and start fighting, he would have already have put himself into that testing. Pool. I think that he's the one in control. He is. He is. He is. But I also think that he he's at a stage in his career where he really believes he moves the goalposts for wherever the fuck the UFC. He makes the UFC walk his line. I'm sorry, man, but you're coming off a lot of losses in a row. You're not moving the goalposts as much as you used to, buddy. And it's yeah. it's slipping away. And this is one of those fights. I think, look, I think Michael Chandler could fucking starch him. Starch him. Now, I think that I think that Connor definitely, like, if you see any shades of old Connor, he could starch Chandler. No he could starch Chandler. That's the problem, though. But I'm simply yeah. saying, with one, with Chandler... Chandler's been active. He's fought the best of the best. Like he's continued to be active. He's always training. The guy's the guy, the guy's a fucking freak when it comes to his training. He loves to train. He's addicted to it. He's yes. he's like a fucking heroin addict when it comes to actually training, you know. Yeah. And so he loves it. Connor, on the other hand, eh, not so much. She'll you know? train now and then. Yeah, he'll train now and then. But you're not yeah. going to beat guys like Michael Chandler training now and but when then. You, when you're when you're training on top of the yacht, how much intensity really is there? Oh, so much intensity. So much intensity. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, okay, like me working I'm, out. Are you saying, I, <clears throat> this fight's obviously not taking uh, place until uh, New Year's in 2024, but when are you thinking? I'm thinking it's going to be like January. I think it'll be the first fight in January. I think they'll break off in New Year. It, they'll try to get it to be their their kickoff fight, their big mm-hmm. big show in January for the New Year. They'll the, try to make it that. The bottom but, line is they're going to bend the knee a little bit to... They're gonna, they're gonna. I think, I think it's gonna be like probably four to five months. They're gonna go ahead and allow them to fight. <clears throat> they just want to show a little bit of, hey, we've to. got the clean test. We, otherwise, we're making a mockery of our own system. And they already got sued for it once. Yeah, but then look, when, they, they, when you have, have Michael Chandler or Green, it doesn't really yeah, matter anymore. Look, you have fighters coming in all the time, last minute replacements mm-hmm. that are new fighters to the UFC. That there is that it's given up. They're tested. And as long as their test comes back clean, they're in the fight. Yeah. And they don't have the six months, but it's because they have not been part of the program. He's been part of the program. It's a different element. It's not the same. He's going to have to be in it for a while. Yeah, I get it. All right, next one. This is this, We're going to end this uh, show on a funny note. Is it a podcast <clears throat> one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. it's the one. Yeah, with okay. Fucking Bo Nickel. And uh, you're saying that his oh, wrestling yeah. is pretty mid. First off, trash. <laughs> I don't even say he's mid. a three-time three Swedish, Swedish okay. national champion. Like that. That's sick. Twelve <laughs> wins in three years, zero losses. That's incredible. <laughs> Twelve and zero in three years. We're gonna fight at some point, and and people will, will realize that there's levels, and and it's it's just so funny. You you go into a world of MMA where there's no other sport where people <clears throat> know less and think they know more. Hamzat Chamaev. He's right about mm-hmm. that. Okay. Forget that. Now yeah, go forget to, that. There's another one. There was another. Where's the part? other one that I sent you? It's on there. Or Bo the, Nichols. The, the, yeah, that the, one right there. Had an interview. That one right there. That one right there. Uh, how much of the four minutes you want to play? Oh no. It's, I it's, mean, I it's, it's probably, probably pretty early. I think it's the whole thing about him. Yeah, 
Saying him and uh, him and uh, Anthony Gasar could beat up a fucking chimpanzee. This is the fucking most I think ridiculous a thing I've ever heard in my life. I'll wreck. Agreed. I'll put him in a guillotine, dude. dude. Now, credit where credit's due. Turn this up, please. Bo could hold on while his wiener was getting ripped off <laughs> and choked the chimp out. That's the and truth. And not stop because most people would go, ah! It's fucking great. Oh, God. Bo Nichols said that he and another person Anthony together, Kassar, who's a fucking stud wrestler from stud, Penn State. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. Said that he could, he and Anthony could beat a chimpanzee. And I'm, I'm just telling him, Bo, don't try. Ugh. Because not only will you not beat that chimpanzee, he will eat your fingers off of your hand. He yeah. will rip your nuts and your dick off of your body and feed it to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Chimpanzees. First off, they're not these nice little you, people get in touch with the babies. Okay. Um, a true male chimpanzee is a ungodly strong animal that doesn't have rules. <laughs> okay. It's not going to just wrestle you. It's going to eat you, okay? Its hands are un unbelievably strong. It can hold on to you. The tendon strength is completely different, and he will rip parts of your body off. That is just what they do. John, That's you and I were talking. each other. <clears throat> we were Go talking ahead. about this earlier. We said the first thing <laughs> they're going to do. We were talking about this do, last night while yeah, Dave was night. sleeping. Yeah, yeah, while Dave was sleeping. The first thing they're going to do is grab your dick and your balls and rip them off. Oh, yeah. And then Rip after they're done with that, when you're in panic mode, they're going to fucking start biting. Panic your mode. Yeah, panic mode. They're, you're going to be pretty much dead at the time because your yeah, balls yeah. and shit will be hanging there. You'll be in shock. But they're going to fucking bite your fingers off because they know that's the next stage yeah. of that's the next weapon that you have to use. They, they definitely bite fingers. Yes. And then yeah. after that, they're going to eat your face. There has. Yes. I mean, we've they've had they've had people that raise chimpanzees. Jesus. A chimp has gone rogue and absolutely just destroys the person. Jeez. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, a silverback gorilla. People, they at least give a silverback gorilla the, the, the respect that, oh, it's really strong. A chimp is freaking really strong. The tendon strength of what it can do. There is no technique that you have that's going to beat it. No. None. He's like, oh, get None. in the guillotine. Yeah. I'll get in the guillotine. And he'll like, use his other hand to grab your balls. This is not he, like, you better be wearing a steel he cup. Will see, he will grab your nuts, yes. stick his finger in your ass, and rip <laughs> your fucking balls and taint off. <laughs> oh, jeez. I love it. Uh, can you imagine? Hey, John, do you remember when you were on the police force? You walked into a house and the guy was this deep in someone's ass? Oh, dude. Like, that's exactly what would happen. That's, Look, that's what would happen to Bo. Anthony Gassar and Bo Nickel are fucking stud do wrestlers. It. They but are. Just, you guys, dude, I'm sorry, guys. You guys don't have a chance. You guys chance. don't have a chance. That One is chimp a bad idea. Get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. A chimp will annihilate. Do, do you remember the Lorena Bobbitt story where she cut her husband's dick off and oh, then yeah. Yeah, threw it into the forest? She tossed John it. John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah. He went on to do porn, I guess, apparently. Um, dude, he was at the UFC. I met him. Jeez. <laughs> So this guy, so this, I mean, like these chimps, what they do is they'll rip your dick off and just beat you at the bloody end oh, and yeah. just fucking, 
<laughs> just, just beat you. Can you imagine just getting beat with your own dick with the bloody end? That'd be the fucking worst feeling ever, John. John, have you guys? Have you guys? First like, off, John, just worried, imagine, well, if, imagine if somebody beating you with your the dick. The moment, the moment that is happening, the chimp is beating you with your dick. It's over long after before that, Mister. Imagine. Okay? Can you imagine a chimp having your dick in his hand and just smacking you with the fucking bloody end? Just blood squirted everywhere and you're just going. There's a reason why <laughs> man has guns. Okay. Chimpanzees are one of those reasons. Can you, would you be more concerned about your dick being ripped off or the blood all over your face? Which one would, think, which one would bother concerned. you more? I think, I think it would be the first part that would bother me the most. I'm sorry, man. I can't stop laughing. This is horrible. Oh, geez. <laughs> it, just, it was like, I, and I don't know. Who came up with the question for him, or was it that he came up know. with? You know, oh, you go, I think he you really definitely is. have not been to. He doesn't believe you know, it. I don't think he believes places it. that have chimpanzees. This is total Man, clickbait. They, they are unbelievable. I'll oh, do this. Ah, all right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show. Go to WayneInMerch.com. Pick up some of our merch well, we available talk about there. everything. WayneInMerch.com. <laughs> we had to end it on a funny note, and that was a fucking funny note. That was pretty, pretty damn funny. All right, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Sorry we're a little late, but uh, Podcast Day fell asleep last night during round three of the Whaley Zang fight. So we were <laughs> up until asleep. 2 a.m. waiting. He was still asleep. Phone call after phone call. But, hey, you can never be late. If you never show up, that's the way that's Dave's motto. And look, I'm actually kind of in all support of it. Like I think about the motto, right? Like, Hey, if you don't, you can never test positive for code. If you never got tested, correct? Like that's kind of a good motto to have. True. Very, very similar to what, you know, podcast Dave was in last night. And I never did test positive. <laughs> never did. All right, guys. Well, hey, big John, take us away, buddy. Hey, for everyone out there. I hope you enjoyed the fights like we did. Remember on Wednesday, there will be a, a pfl coming up for their last part of the playoffs yeah on wednesday you have to watch fights so everyone out there enjoy the beginning of your week i hope it's a good one and we will see you